When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Do me a favor, don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five-star review. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by the returning Cherson Sussell on what figures to be one of the busier <laughs> days of the offseason. So we had to bring Cherson in to talk about everything going on. But first and foremost, Cherson, how are you? I'm doing great, and I'm glad I feel like I get a little bit of closure on the Jordan Hicks situation and that I get to join today because I obviously have been a big fan of him. So so to be able to say my final words now that he's no longer an Arizona Cardinal, uh, thank you for giving me that opportunity. Of course. It was very <laughs> fitting because for those of you who don't know, Cheerson and I had the uh, pleasure and the opportunity to interview Jordan Hicks. When, when was that? The Saturday before the L.A. Rams playoff game? And I think theoretically, I think technically we still have him under contract, maybe to do a couple more hits with us. So even though Jordan is not a Cardinal, maybe we'll bring him back. But, uh, you know, I'm burying the lead here. Jordan Hicks has been released by the Arizona Cardinals uh, today. The team, they made a statement. This is not through leaks or media or sources. The Cardinals came out and said, we are releasing Jordan Hicks. And by doing so, they are saving $6.5 million against the cap. Just on surface level, Cheerson, what is your reaction to this news? Well, you know, my first my first reaction is why just release him? Is it because they weren't able to make a trade? Nobody was interested in him, um, you know, and then by doing it now, are they just doing him a favor by just releasing him? Now you can go wherever you want to go. And it's, it's, you know, far enough in advance where you kind of have a head start of in free agency. So was that maybe like, you know, as, as poorly as they have treated him at times, was this a, Hey, we'll do you a little bit of a favor because we know that you're not going to be a part of what we are doing in the future. I mean, those are the first things that come to mind. Um, You know, Jordan Hicks gave everything he had to this organization while he was here and he might not have been the most talented guy. And certainly we probably would have liked to see Zayvon Collins, uh, you know, out on the field a little more, but you couldn't have asked for a, a better way to handle all of the situation, uh, you know, surrounding him beginning like what this time last year. So mm-hmm. I hate to see him go. I am not, in, you know, super surprised because, you know, we were talking towards the end of the season. It's like, Hey, listen, uh, he's either going to stick around and he's going to play next year or he's not going to be here next year. It's one or the other. And so I, I'm not like totally shocked to see this move, but eh, a little bit bummed, I guess, just because yeah. I like the guy. I just like the guy. And then sometimes you just have those connections with people you feel are good for the locker room. And, and I, I'm biased in that way because I just think he was a, a, you know, a healthy addition to the locker room. Yeah, I, I do think that had he been on the roster, he he's playing. And I think that that, 
plays a factor into this. Vance Joseph right now is still the defensive coordinator for this team. And so if, if that temptation is there for Vance, he's going to play Jordan Hicks over Zayvon Collins, who was the 16th overall pick. And Isaiah Simmons didn't start that playoff game. He's the eighth overall pick. I To your initial question, well, was there a trade market? Well, when I'm seeing guys like Bobby Wagner released and then K.J. Wright last offseason – the inside linebacker position, it's valued, but not in the same realm, of course, as like a pass rusher or defensive lineman. And Jordan had it. I mean, his his cap number wasn't crazy, but it, it's relatively high, nine, ten million dollars. And, and of course, by doing so, they save over half of that. You just can't continue to plunge these kind of resources into a singular position and then not, you know, reallocate because you can't have Zavin Collins, who next year is going to be making more money, not play. You have to right. know what you have in these in these younger players. And so I I think that first and foremost, pure class from start to finish, um, he is going to be highly sought after, according to Mike Garofalo and others via Twitter. He is going to have a market. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe he ends up back in Philadelphia. Who knows? But um, we, we wish Jordan the best. I also think that, you know, the Cardinals are in a position now where they have the unknown into 2022. And that's not an ideal place to be like. Do you really know what you have in Xavier Collins, who wasn't playing over Joe Walker, Tanner Vallejo? Is is Isaiah Simmons really an inside backer? You know, I asked, um, I think it was Cliff at the combine, both of those questions, and and basically confirmed like we're not moving them positions because I said maybe move Xavier Collins on the outside, you lose Chandler Jones. That would allow you to keep Jordan Hicks because I'll be honest with you, Cheerson. Up until this point, I, I had to see it to believe it. I had to see them release him to move off of him before I believe that he wouldn't be a part of their plans because he was such an integral part of this team. So this tells me Hicks Simmons are your inside backers for better or worse. You're going to, you're going to have to roll with them. I think maybe at one point you even said, as long as Vance Joseph is here, Jordan Hicks isn't going anywhere. So now we yeah. know that people beyond uh, Vance Joseph have a say in that, or maybe they're mm -hmm. like, listen, we know that if he's on this roster, Vance, you're going to be playing him and we're just going to nip that right now. Goodbye, yeah. Jordan. <laughs> but part of me feels like, do you just have to clean house with the entire inside linebacker group to, to remove any and all temptation? Like part of me feels <laughs> like you, you can only have two inside backers on the roster at this point. Uh, Brandon in the chat, get your comments in the chat, guys. We really appreciate it. Thoughts on signing Bobby Wagner. I do not think this move was a prelude to signing Bobby Wagner. The Cardinals are doing this move among others. And we'll talk about the other moves here in a second to free up cap space, to sign, you know, holes in the roster, you know, for better or worse, when you spend the eighth pick and the 16th pick on guys, like those shouldn't be holes. Those should be guarantees. Those should be pro bowlers and, and star players. So um, this is, we're, we're going with the two young guys is what the, what yeah. The and I like it in a sense of, Hey, the Cardinals need, need to clear up space. And if, you know, this was one move, I think that just made a ton of sense. If you're, you know, your, your first round draft picks are actually going to work out for you, which they certainly should. So yeah. I would, I, I, I'll be interested to see, uh, the growth, um, as they continue to grow in their young careers, um, you know, particularly Zayvon Collins and yeah. see how things shape up next year. But by giving him the reins back and saying, okay, uh, you know, first it was talk, but now we're putting action this time around behind that yeah. talk and saying that you're our guy. And now there's no backup plan, right? And so it's mm -hmm. sink or swim. You really are the guy. Uh, we want to see some growth, you know, starting now. 
Um, but that was just one one area where it should have been a no brainer. You know, release the guy and you eat six point five million. Uh, now you've got towards your cap. Hicks had a career year last year: one hundred and sixteen tackles, four sacks. He wears down uh, like a lot of older players do as the season goes on. But newsflash: most of the Cardinals roster uh, was not great at the end of last year. So I don't I don't want to put a lot of ownership on Jordan. Um, he was the glue on the inside. Here's the question I have: is like who's going to call the defense now for the Arizona Cardinals? Jordan Hicks has been there every single game for the past 28, 20, or excuse me, 48, 49 starts over the course of the last three years since 2019, calling this defense. Do you have confidence that Simmons or Collins can do that in a singular offseason, can pick that up? Because I, I have legitimate question marks. And if if the answer is we're not sure, then you've really kind of done yourself a disservice because you've had ample time to get these young players acclimated and for better or worse, now you may have to live with early season growing pains in the first quarter of the season come 2022 because you you couldn't implement them soon enough. I have concerns. Well, and at minimum, even if Zayvon Collins – and to be honest with you, I just don't know at this point in terms of checking in on where he's at, whether or not it's a reasonable timeline for him to wear that green dot. Yeah. Um, but at minimum, Zayvon Collins, if you are uh, Isaiah Simmons, if you need to switch gears, this is his. This will be his fourth. Am I what third? Third third year. Third year. It feels like his fourth, but Gosh, it's, it's, yeah, it's his third year. His yeah, third year. Um, and I have a little more faith in him, especially mm-hmm. because I felt like he made some strides last year to where if he needed to take over, I mean, I think you're in a good spot. I think you're, I think you're in a, in a, a good spot. I was worried about Zayvon Collins as a rookie taking over that role and mm-hmm. turns out rightfully so this time around, I, you know, you can't go into it with this blind faith, like, right. We don't know. We don't know where the progress is in terms of taking over that role, but I feel a lot a lot better about heading into this season than I did originally heading into last season with, you know, Jordan Hicks, you're going to be the backup. Zayvon Collins yeah. is our guy. I was like, oh my God, that's going to be sorry pains. It was one of the most bizarre things when they were like, you're it, Zayvon. We didn't get bring this kid into red shirt. And then they were talking about trading Jordan Hicks or finding a trade. And then he just ends up starting again. Whatever, guys. Uh, even though I like to boast about Zayvon Collins being an academic All-American at the University of Tulsa, now you gotta you gotta put those smarts uh, to to work, young man, because um, you you will in part be tr- thrusted into the lineup with additional responsibility. A lot of people are pointing out uh, what, what you had mentioned, Cheerson, and that potentially have some of the other players on defense, like a Buda Baker, having Green Dot on their helmet. I could I could definitely see that. I don't like this from Rick James two three four five. Now that. Now we know that Kime is going to take a linebacker at 23. Yeah, he watched the scouting combine over the weekend and thought to himself, you know, might as well just triple down, get another get another kid in here, maybe one of the Georgia linebackers. That would really, yeah. really infuriate the fan base. I had some people on Twitter <laughs> saying that they wish uh, Kime would have gotten cut and, and Hicks would have stayed. <laughs> and uh, there are still people that are furious that he was signed to an extension and is still yep. here and isn't going anywhere. He is not. He's going to make the picks and he is going to continue to maneuver the roster as he did this afternoon. So we've got the Hicks release. So he Hicks is out. Devon Kennard, which I think a lot of people felt like 
with all due respect to Devon, because this is a business, we're not talking about these individuals from a, a personal aspect. A lot of people thought Devon, his salary bloated. I've got it up here on uh, overthecap.com. Devon Kennard, a signing of 2020, was due $9 million as his cap hit next season. The Cardinals have supposedly restructured his deal and in which they will save, I'm told between it's 5.8 to $6 million, which is the most they can save. So uh, this is very similar, Cheerson, to what they did with Robert Alford. Now they cut Alford and re-signed him to the vet minimum. They're not quite doing that, but I think they feel like prelude to Chandler Jones leaving, uncertainty in the market. I think that they're going to go after a couple big fishes on the edge, but they feel like, okay, Devon, come back at a, you know, a third of what we were going to pay you, two, three million dollars, you can be a rotational piece. I mean, there's pro- it's probably twofold here because I'm sure he wants to remain in Arizona with his dad being a mm-hmm. cardinal, former cardinal, and living here yeah. or whatever. I'm sure he wants to actually be here in Arizona for personal reasons. Yeah. But uh, and so you can take advantage of that, knowing that somebody wants to stay. But then also, I don't know, maybe a silver lining when a guy underperforms. Now in the off season, you could say, hey, if you want to stay here we're going to take some money back from you and restructure your deal. What do you think? You got really no choice that, but yeah. to take it or leave it. <laughs> well, and I think to your point too, like this does not, I mean, if he doesn't perform in camp, they couldn't release him. He has been a backup yeah. since they signed him. I mean, he started in 2020 and then I, I think he got, ended up getting COVID just was not impressive. They traded for yeah. Marcus Golden. It was Reddick and Golden. And then Chandler Jones came back and it was, and they re-signed Golden. Had they not, had they liked Kennard enough, they would have just rolled with Kennard and Chandler Jones this past year, but they brought back Marcus Golden. So for people who are freaking out about this move, like the, discouraging them from adding an outside linebacker in free agency, no, he told he's a, he's a depth player. He yeah. was, you know, signed to a, a probably a bloated contract that they wouldn't do again. But you need bodies in the NFL. He's approaching 30. To your point, Cheerson, he's from, I think he's from Scottsdale. Um, and and who knows? If they miss out on a big fish in free agency, maybe pick 23 as a rookie. God forbid you give Vance Joseph another rookie linebacker, even though it's on the edge, and and Kennard in the rookie platoon. Um, Tanner in the chat says cards most likely to go big game hunting at edge or corner. I've heard Cheerson that they they're going to be heavily in the market for a premium edge rusher to replace Chandler Jones. Now, Harold Landry of the Tennessee Titans just got $17 million a year, and he's a very comparable player to Hassan Reddick. Cardinals don't have $17 million a year right. to, to hand out at this point. So if, if they are going to go big game hunting, and I do think it would be edge over corner, they, they need to free up some more money. Yeah, no doubt both um, are areas of need. But mm-hmm. hey, now you've got around what around like twelve uh, million in in cap space that you didn't yeah. have at the start of the day. So that's a week mm-hmm. before free agency. So that's a good thing. I mean, both these moves I would say are definitely good moves for the Cardinals and gives them a yeah. little more flexibility. Yep, and you need bodies. Uh, so uh, Louise in the chat, could Reddick be back to AZ? I know they have a, some degree of interest. But does does Hassan Reddick want to come back and play here? We'll see. He's going to have a market. Uh, maybe he wants to sp- stay on the East Coast. He's from there. He's from uh, Philadelphia, of course. He's had a good relationship with the folks in Carolina, although I don't know why Carolina, with all their cap space, is not tagging him for another year. 
Um, so that, that, that's an interesting thing to gonna watch. Go, I think he's going to go wherever he's going to be able to get the most money. I feel mm-hmm. like he yeah. excelled, you know, his last year in Arizona excelled in Carolina and is now looking for a big payday and somewhere that's going to probably sign him to uh, a deal that's going to keep him there for years. So I don't know that the Cardinals are even really in a position to be able to sign him, even if he did have interest in returning. Uh, a team to watch probably there is Philadelphia. Um, they only have about 17 million in available cap space, but he's from that area. Um, and and they had interest in drafting him once upon a time out of Temple. But I, I think the Cardinals will be in the mix because they have to sign somebody and they have a familiarity. And with Vance, you know that Vance will get the most out of Hassan like he did two years ago. The, yeah. the concern with bringing in somebody from a different team, they talked about this, Kime talked about this when they brought back Marcus Golden. They said, we didn't have to vet anything because we know Marcus as a person and as a player. Same thing with Hassan. Like they had him in the building for four years and, and he left you know, by and large on good terms. He didn't bash the team publicly or anything like you, you have concerns. And that's why like the Jordan Hicks signing is one of the few of recent memory where you sign somebody to a, a multi-year deal and you just kind of cross your fingers because you're, you're bringing in somebody else's discarded player. I mean, if a team lets a player hit the open market, it's because they opt that they aren't worth that kind of money. So there's always the roll of a dice. So they, it's better than it's what's the saying best, the devil, you know, than the devil, you don't. I think with, with Hassan Reddick, the familiarity is huge because they don't like, who are some of the other outside linebackers available? Like, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. There's not well, really any. Did, did you say? Did you say that? Uh, I can't remember if who you were talking about, but I remember you saying 17 mil. So supposedly he's looking for a contract averaging around 17 million per year, and yeah. he was making eight million last year for Carolina. So mm-hmm. the the I just don't think the Cardinals are. In the mix, I mean, they may not be able to afford that. Teddy, uh, Marcus is back, he's under contract. Um, I think this is his last year honest deal, but he's he's on the team, so right technically, right now, it would be Devon Kennard and Marcus Golden, but you can't roll with that, even if you want to put JJ on the edge a little bit. Uh, uh, Jean Paul Edward, uh, some of the other free agent linebackers of note, uh, Leonard Floyd. (laughs) Jadavian <laughs> Clowney. Did you just give up on the last part of his name? <laughs> de Dios. De, de Dios. Uh, Jean-Paul Edward De Dios. No hablo uh, espanol. Donde esta la biblioteca? Uh, Yannick Ndakwe, <laughs> Bud Dupree, Matthew Judon, Melvin Ingram. They they could sit tight and do a Jonathan Abram type of deal, Dwight Freeney type of deal in like July and get somebody on the cheap. But that's very, very dicey. Um, I think they would like Hassan Reddick back. I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him to Cheerson's point. Who backs up Zavin Collins at middle linebacker? Do we get middle linebacker in this draft? Uh, mid-rounds, third through six. Good hell, I hope not. Uh, I would imagine Tanner Vallejo is, is the primary backup. And then take, you know, I don't, I don't really care at that point what you do because those two, Collins and Simmons are thoroughbred athletes that are, Babies in this league, they need to play every down. Like I, if they if they get hurt, they get hurt, and you just you sign a street free agent. I'm not worried. I'm not taking another inside linebacker. I just can't, Cheerson. Yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly with that concept. Uh, Jalen, we're probably going to have to trade for somebody like Montez Sweat from the Commanders. I, I keep I told us, but I keep wanting to call him. The, I'm going Commando 
or Hunter from the Vikings. I could I could see them doing an edge trade. Um, and Tyler says, what about a Cleo Mack trade? He just makes too much money. The yeah. problem is, too, is Vance asked so much of his backers. We saw, for better or worse, like he asked them to drop in the coverage. Can Montez Sweat and, and Daniel Hunter from the Vikings like move in space? Hassan Reddick can. Hassan Reddick could bat balls down. He's great in the open field. That's why it was dumb that they let – it was just dumb they let him go. They should have invested in him. So then you see Chandler Jones dropping into coverage, and everybody's like, what the hell's going on? For better or worse, Vance is your DC. So, like, give him a, a defensive end that can – or an outside linebacker that can move a little bit. But I think they'll be in on Reddick. I think they want Reddick back. I don't think they can afford him. That's that's my prediction right now. But they could make a couple other moves, Cheerston, um, to free up some money. But yeah. some of that money is going to go to Zach Ertz as we transition here. Um, so yesterday I put out a tweet, just kind of some rumblings I've been hearing is like cards are trying to get something done with Zach Ertz. Uh, they traded for him. Think of the template that they did with Marcus Golden. Traded for him, extended him in the offseason, right? Um, they gave up a premium. Nah, not a premium, but they, they gave up Tay Gowan and a, and a fifth-round pick for Zach Ertz, or maybe even a fourth, and he was fantastic. He had 81 targets with the team, great fit. Somebody who likes Kyler Murray and has spoken about liking and and you know respecting Kyler Murray's talent, they do not want to let him go. Um, and so I put it out there, you know, they, they have interest in bringing him back. And then I'm trying to find the tweet here. Um, While you find from, the tweet, let me just say, okay. I'm not saying that he doesn't like Kyler Murray, but anybody who is a locker room kind of guy who's just like a nice guy is not publicly going to say anything bad about their quarterback. Yeah. And most guys in general, unless you like are a diva and really have some beef with your quarterback and you're never going to play together again, maybe would you say something? So yeah. I'm not saying I'm not taking away from the fact that I'm sure he and Kyler have a great relationship. He did talk mm -hmm. very highly of him, but I wouldn't expect him to say anything different at the same time. Absolutely. And he's pure class and he is, his wife um, is from here. He loves it here. Uh, and this is from Matt Verder, Verderame from who's a national reporter for fan cited. He says, I'm told the Cardinals have been in talks with Zach Ertz. Um, I've heard the same thing and there's mutual interest in returning. Um, if Ertz hits free agency, he'll have a big market. Mike Jacecki of the Dolphins, Dan Schultz of the Cowboys, David Njoku have all been tagged, which means Mr. Ertz would be the bell of the ball, especially when you consider like Gronk is kind of a free agent, but not really. He might retire. He's not going to sign a multi-year deal. Like it's Ertz or nothing. So I I was pretty consistent in my thought process, Cheerson, like a week ago, 10 days ago, they're not signing anybody before free agency. Now it feels like if you let Ertz hit free agency, you're in huge trouble. So I think the pedal is to the metal right now. These funds are available right now. Let's get something done with, in my opinion, Kyler Murray's second most dependable safety net in the passing game when you compare him to DeAndre Hopkins. He, he will put up, if you give him a full season, and this, this probably speaks more to the dismal history of the tight end role in Arizona, he will put up historic numbers for this franchise next year. He was on pace for just under 1,000 yards, um, you know, 11 games, 600 yards, <clears throat> excuse me, with the Cardinals this year. I think this is a home run. I know people want to talk about Max Williams coming back. Max Williams, we love him, hasn't been able to stay healthy in two years. He, he started off great last year, but that's he, he's not a receiving threat like Ertz. I would be surprised if the Cardinals don't get an Ertz 
deal done in the next three to four days. Is Max Williams is he a free gonna hit free agency here? He is, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a free agent as well. And you know what? You might be able to bring him back on a once he proves he's healthy on a on a one year deal. Like yeah, Max that's what does I was not have to be a priority say. right now. Yeah, I kind of feel like Max is another guy that I mean, and I don't know. I don't I don't I guess I just don't know him that well, but I feel like there's a part of me that thinks he just really likes Arizona and thinks that since he what hasn't really been healthy, that maybe he would come back on like a just a, a small one-year deal to be able to just provide a little bit of depth at that position. But by no means would I feel comfortable letting Zach Ertz go and re-signing Max Williams. Like you just said it, there really is no other option, but also it's a great option. Like it is the best case scenario for you to have Zach Ertz, one of the best tight ends to ever play the game and a great locker room guy, a guy that wants to be in Arizona and his production on the field spoke for itself. And I feel like, you know, that was just sort of scratch the surface of the relationship that he has with, uh, you know, Kyler and and in getting involved in this offense and and his relationship with Cliff and and the rest of the team. And uh, I would love, 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 love to see him continue to play for this team. So the Cardinals are in a great spot. The fact that they have him that he wants to stay, uh, it's just a matter of you know giving him some more money. And then hopefully, I would like to see Max Williams signed to maybe a one-year deal as a backup. But outside of that, I mean, a backup tight end is not. I mean, it just yeah, – it is what it is. But and that's where we're at. Short, I, I hate to see the, Max the Williams go too, though. that position either. Like, they, they've yeah. never been able to. And this draft class is terrible. There's there's no, you know, certified stud first-round tight end. Certainly not anybody worthy of the 23rd pick. You know, NFL AZ Cardinals says O.J. Howard, Evan Ingram have untapped potential – and they can't argue for a max contract, maybe a prove-it deal. I want security. I want stability. Zach Ertz had a, like a four- or five-year stretch of just like 800 yards, 900 yards, 1,000 yards. For, for a franchise, the Cardinals have been horribly unproductive and ancient with regard to their production at tight end. Now you finally have one. You, you have to find a way to keep him. He's in his early 30s. Tight ends age relatively well. I don't think it's going to be this huge monster deal. But I think it would be – he is the one free agent, Shearson, I'm anxious to get your thoughts. Above all, that I say you have to resign him. Everybody else, like, I'm sorry. Like, I can find replacements for James Conner. I can find replacements for Chandler Jones. That's I know. It's the running back, though. It does. I can't, I can't replace Zach Ertz. I just can't. You can't replace – Heart, which is what James oh. Conner has. Okay, he plays with so much heart. He and does. He's, he does. <laughs> I knew. But that's yeah, where you were I mean, going. I agree. I, I think. I think the last time I probably talked about that, this it was a toss up between Ertz and James <laughs> Conner. But I will admit that sometimes I let some bias in terms of players that I just really love to watch play football sure. and then what actually like strategically makes the most sense. And that's why I'm not a front office person, <laughs> uh, but I would agree with you in terms of signing Zach Ertz. I mean, you need that position and he's, he's, you can't beat the fact that he is reliable and he's a reliable target and mm-hmm. uh, just a, a point uh, – it's just a veteran presence as well. And 
to, to be able to have that position locked up, especially when historically that hasn't been a position of strength. Absolutely. I mean, hit, hit, Zach hurts above anybody else, but don't take anything away from James Conner because I think they need to resign him. <laughs> if, if they if they can find the, uh, a common ground, I just – time has missed on so many free agent running backs. Rashad Mendenhall, the bad contract to David Johnson. We saw Kenyon Drake get overpaid by the yes. Raiders last offseason. That did not go well for them, right? I just yep. – this, this running back class has plenty of capable players, second, third, fourth round that you can pair – if I'm Steve, I'm following my own advice from a year ago. He got James Conner in early April for a one-year deal for almost the vet minimum. Matt Prater was signed for relatively low money. AJ Green, say what you want about him. I mean, one-year prove-it deals. I think we will see strategic moves like Ertz will be signed to a multi-year contract. I believe that. And I think they've got one big splurge move on the defensive side within maybe an outside linebacker. That's going to be it. Outside, you know, I don't think they're going to have the funds or the draft capital to trade for Amari Cooper. Everything else, I think, is going to be flyer deals. And if I'm if I'm a fan, don't don't be discouraged by that because your bread and butter was was made off of that last offseason. And you got a certain quarterback that you may have to extend pretty soon. So you, funds are limited here, Cheerson. So that's that's all I'm going to say. I better do a read at some point. Um, I, Cheerson, have you been watching your ASU Sun Devils play in the Pac-12 tournament at all? Uh, I think they're playing right now, so no, I have not. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I think they ended up. I think they won. Shane was really excited, so I'm guessing they won. But if you're if you're not on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, laying some coin down, you are missing out. Ready to feel the excitement of the conference championship? No, they lost by one. Oh. No. Oh no. What happened? Did they like buzzer at the buzzer? I what don't happened? Does know. Anybody know? Happen while we were doing this show, I just looked up the final score. 70. Oh, Rick James says they blew it. Oh no. Say Shane was like talking about, they were on fire from three right before we start. I'm like, Oh, they're good. They lost. Holy shit. Well, I hope you didn't have them on the DraftKings Sportsbook app using that promo code PHNX bet $5 on any team. To win 200 in free bets, it's that simple. If you win, they win. DraftKings customers can also bet on, of course, college hoops, the same game parlay. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings, safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want, unless you bet on ASU and then you don't have any monies. Uh, bet $5 on any college hoop team using that promo code PHNX. It's a call to action. When they win, you win. 21 and over Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I think it was a 16 to 1 run. Holy shit. That's that's really that's depressing. Well, we're not going to dwell on that. I, we can we can consult Shane after the show. Uh, Louise asked, do you think they were making any O-line moves? Pew or Murray cuts Humphrey extension. I think DJ Humphrey's getting extended to lower his cap hit of 19 million this, this year is something they're definitely interested in doing. Um, kicking it out two more years, Cheerson, lowering that figure, having stability. He's still young. DJ Humphreys came into this league when he was like 20 years old or something. He was a baby. So he's still under 30. Um, Justin Pugh is another name to watch. I would put him in that Jordan Hicks category of good player, solid player makes a lot of money. Cheerson, right now, Pew makes um, 
He's got a cap of almost $12 million. But you don't have anybody – you don't have a Xavier or Isaiah to replace him. What would you do? Um... You remember, he took a pay cut last year. I know. I was just about to say, he already took a pay cut, so I don't know. I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, I would like to just sort of see them keep that core crew together. Yeah. Um, I do think they're going to upgrade right guard. I think draft pick, right guard, battling Josh Jones, you know, Kelvin Beecham's probably your right tackle. You're in good shape there. But if you if you cut Justin Pugh, like you need two guards now. That's not a good place to be. Plus, it's not a no. great free agency class for there's a bunch of 30-year-olds. So you're just Pugh would be valued on the open market. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I don't know. I don't I I, I don't have a problem with with Pugh at all. So I mean, I would like to see him stay and I would like to see DJ Humphreys extended for sure. I mean, those are just my initial thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Jalen in the comments, he missed too many games to injury last year. Need to take another pay cut or move on. He is getting older and he's, and he does miss time. Uh, I think if you can get him for probably half of what you're paying him five or 6 million, that's, that's probably what. If you can get him to to take another pay cut. Now here's the, maybe he would, I don't know. He's getting married here shortly. Um, Maybe that means he wants to kind of, you know, settle down a little bit and doesn't want to leave Arizona. Uh, mm. saw him a couple weeks ago out at a, a farmer's market with his dog oh, and his nice. fiance and Zach nice. and Julie Ertz were there as well. And so oh, damn. I, I think he likes the flip-flop weather in the winter. And <laughs> What if you cut Pew and uh, Jordan Hicks? What would Zach Ertz, those are two, two his two buddies. His Jordan buddies, was with him in I Philly and, then, and, and Pew is clearly his friend now. Now you got to, that might be, some uh, a sales pitch to Ertz is like, oh, we'll keep Justin Pugh around. I didn't know they were close. That's funny. Yeah. So I say that and just like, I think he, there's a chance that maybe he just likes his lifestyle here. So maybe you could yeah. get him to take another pay cut. And obviously that would be best case scenario. Yeah. Tanner says Murray at left guard, Josh Jones at right guard. Justin Murray, I think could be cut Tanner. He, I mean, he doesn't make a ton of money, but he was injured last year. Uh, it just really depends. He makes 2.6 million. Um, it just, do they see him as an upgrade? I think Josh Jones has to prove he can with, withhold like the, the, the brunt of interior offensive line. Like he's a finesse offensive lineman. He's a tackle. And when we saw him at guard last year, he was kind of exposed. Some guys aren't meant to play inside. I think we think like most tackles can play inside. They can't, Josh is not one of those guys. So Josh is a good player. I think he's got a future at right tackle when Kelvin Beecham is gone. At worst, he's your swing tackle. Tackle, he looked great at Dallas at left tackle, but he—I don't think he should be the right guard next year. Uh, we tried it, didn't work. Uh, Kenyon Green or Zion Johnson at twenty-three would be nice, though. I think you sit tight and you can get one of the best interior offensive linemen at, at twenty-three. Uh, Louise Justin Pugh is not bad. Plus, if we let him go, who do we sign? Yeah, it just creates another hole. Right. And right. like it's like. Brandon Sheriff, Nate Solder. I mean, all these guys are over 30. So it, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You don't just want to cut somebody to cut somebody. Nobody is taking less than 50, 50% income. I mean, you, you, I'm sure they'll ask, hey, Justin, do you want to stay? We might have to cut your pay. Okay. Jalen says Ertz needs to make some new friends on the team. Uh, yeah. Poor Zach Ertz. Yeah. 
what bad, if, I feel like, go ahead. What if he said, yeah, I'll sign if you keep my buddy Justin Pugh around and don't cut. Cut his pay? <laughs> I would say you can give him a kickback in your new deal, Zach. Uh, yeah. Do you think Kyler would be more involved with the draft moving forward? No, uh, I don't. I think they receive his text messages and probably give him like thumbs up emoji when he's like, look at this player. And they say that, like Kaim said in the media, like we listen to our players and Kyler, but I do think that we could see, and I'll die on this hill because I, the free agent wide receiver market leaves a lot to be desired, especially when Mike Williams is getting 20 million a year. I know Cheerson probably would hate this idea to appease Kyler Murray. I would trade for Hollywood Brown. I would go to Baltimore and say, what do you want? Last year of his contract. This is Kyler's buddy. Deep threat, a little bit better than Christian Kirk. Uh, that's that's the kind of move I would make because it wouldn't wouldn't persuade you from not drafting a receiver too. But I'm just why would I, I, I want because it's it's feeding Kyler Murray it's like his his ego because you're doing that for Kyler like that's his close friend. Well, well, if he's if he's your guy, then you want to make him happy, and yeah. that's a talented receiver, and they need another talented receiver. So mm-hmm. I'm all for that. I don't, I don't, I don't like hate Kyler. I just think that there are some things that he could improve yeah, surrounding sure. his character and his maturity. But I mean, if he's your quarterback, if he, if he has his sights set on bringing in a target, at least, you know, if you can make it, at least see if you can make it happen or, or, you know, look into it. Tanner with the clutch comment and offense with Kyler Rondell Hollywood would make us the Arizona five niners. That's great. <laughs> I couldn't even, I wouldn't even be able to be on that squad. Tanner. I'm shorter than that. Uh, Jalen, did they take Rondell who kind sold K one sent him a video a few weeks before the draft. So at least they take his recommendation into consideration. Yes. And I also think that they tell Kyler who their draft, like offensively, defensively, I'm sure they don't give two shits, but I, I well, do think you don't Kyler want Kyler to ha- be able to dictate any more than he already. I mean, yeah, like send him a video. Okay, cool. We'll take a yeah. look at it. But Kyler isn't a draft expert. Kyler's a lot of things. He's not. Yes, he's not a draft expert. I told you, Kyle would moneyball this and get rid of Hicks to force Collins to play. Mr. Bookman, our GM, of course, is alluding to our lead for the show. If you're just jumping on, Jordan Hicks has been cut by the Arizona Cardinals, a move I did not foresee happening. So I was staunchly in the camp that you got to force the hand sometime and uh for better or worse it's 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 Zayvon Collins time in, in 2022 you better you better play well Cheerston a lot of pressure on him agreed all righty well for uh children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine the vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19 the vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease it's safe free and highly effective and COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Seems like everybody wants to talk more free agency. We've got other topics to talk about, but we can just keep this conversation rolling. Ryan says this franchise needs to understand Kyler is our guy, not if anymore. I think I think they already know that, Ryan. I think they're going to sign him to an extension. Um, I don't know what that figure is going to look like, but Cliff and Kime returning is good news for Kyler Murray. Because, Cheerson, we didn't have you on when that news happened. Saul and I were at the Combine. So what is your take on Cliff and Kime coming back and what it means for Kyler Murray, you think? 
I mean, I sort of think that the band sticks together if, mm-hmm. you know, if one, if any one of them were to go, I feel like that would potentially mean there would be room for discussion in terms of whether Kyler was going to stick around. But if Cliff and Kime are here, Kyler's not going anywhere. That's right. Sean Marks, appreciate the super chat, my guy. Happy K1, happy life. Doesn't rhyme. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) When you're seeing teams like the Commanders trade multiple picks for Carson Wentz, um, I think Steve Kime and Michael Bidwell and Cliff Kingsbury are very content and happy with Kyler Murray. Um, This is quarterback purgatory for a lot of teams. The Seattle Seahawks, Cheerson, are about to find out what irrelevance looks like here uh-huh. in the year 2022 without Russell Wilson. The Cardinals don't want to go through that. And we, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the quarterback hierarchy in the NFC. Like Kyler Murray is at worst a top five quarterback in the NFC. At worst, maybe if you want to put Dak ahead of him, you know, Kirk Cousins is more productive from a statistical standpoint. I don't think anybody would take Kirk over him. Um, the Cardinals, if they just status quo, are, I believe, a default playoff team with the seven seeds that they have in the NFC. So, like, if you're Michael Bidwell, whose franchise is allergic historically to the playoffs, you're, you're keeping Kyler Murray. You're, you're, you're trying to just be relevant because now you've got a team that is irrelevant. You've got that's a team in San Francisco. The goal is to just be well, relevant. We're going we're gonna to take baby steps for this franchise Right. You have to graduate to different tiers. And I still think they're going to be aggressive and and try to win a Super Bowl. But I mean, the Niners were in the NFC title game as a wild card team this year. Yeah. And I will say, um, I don't doubt Kyler's talent or his status in terms of where he ranks in the NFC. I get that he has a ton of skill, he has the potential to take this team really far. And if they truly do believe that Kyler is is their guy and they know that at this point in time and they're going to fully commit to him, then they need to fully commit to him. And they do need to make him happy. And the sooner the better, because obviously he wouldn't have had his agent um, or allowed his agent to, you know, however it went down to release that, that letter, statement, whatever you want to call it, and be aggressive at this point in time. So if that's the case go all in on Kyler, go get you a target that he wants, sign him to a deal and, and really go all in and make him happy. But I, I have my own opinions on, on what he can do. The heights he can reach because I think it's more than just pure talent. And I'll just leave it at that. So it's funny. Let's transition to this because I think it's very relevant to the top of conversation. Uh, Saul in the comment, uh, very tongue in cheek, saying he's the best quarterback in the NFC. Pay him sixty million. I would say he is behind Stafford and Rodgers. Then, then he is in the discussion for top three, and that's a good place to be if you're Michael wait, Bidwell. Is he, wait, is he is Saul being serious about sixty no, million? No, oh. he's saying tongue in cheek. Oh, okay. Uh, Phoenix uh, Suns twenty two says Kyler doesn't need us. We need him. He's in phase and can also go play baseball. Phase, and which is his gaming friends and baseball with the poverty Oakland A's are not going to pay him uh, forty million dollars. Um, no, no way, shape, or form. Kyler's not leaving professional football. He may use that point, as leverage, but 
Yeah, and you know what? At this point, your baseball career is like not going to be anywhere near. I mean, you're going to be in the minor league system. I mean, baseball's not even freaking happening right now. Baseball's in bad, bad shape. So like, it's an irrelevant. It, it, it almost isn't even like an argument. Like, oh, it's like okay, you have baseball to fall back on. Go have fun with that. <laughs> Also, yes, Saul, I'm not, I was not humoring your BS. I, well, I don't know at this point. I'm like, some people are like rooting for some astronomical, you know, make them the highest paid quarterback in the league kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not in that camp. <laughs> I think the Cardinals and Kyler Murray can find common ground here in the next month to six weeks uh, to get him under contract. Cause I do think Cheerston, you go into next season without Kyler Murray under contract for a long-term deal. I don't think we see the same Kyler Murray. I think not that he would play reserved, but he has an electric tendency when he's on the field and running is a big part of his game. And I, I think that if he's not guaranteed a, a lucrative contract extension, we could see him alter his play. And I also just, think he runs on emotions and I think that that would get in the way of things. I'll be interested to see in about the next month four to five weeks or so when they begin begin mm -hmm. voluntary workouts if there isn't something a deal done um, yeah. because I think that's when we'll start to see some of this play out and and hopefully they just get the deal done because it's exhausting to have to talk about starting in I love April. it let's talk it every day let's talk let's talk about <laughs> Kyler's contract every day Kyler the, the Kyler train has gotten us through the lull of February and we are full steam ahead here on PHNX. Uh, Until it's PHNX. like, oh, did Kyler show up today? He didn't show up today. Is he going to show up tomorrow? He didn't show up today. Is he going to show up tomorrow? <laughs> nope, he didn't. What about tomorrow? What about tomorrow? <laughs> Kyler Watch will be very lucrative for our YouTube channel, gophnx.com, among our website, which is, or excuse me, gophnx sports, uh, and then gophnx.com. You can check out the work of myself and my many talented peers for just 50 cents for the first month, $8.99. For the subsequent months, or you can pay half for the entire year and get a free T-shirt like this one via the PHNX merchandise locker. Uh, Saul also saying Kyler is radians. If you're, this is funny, cheers. And something I was thinking about last night. If you're Fox executives, Fox has the NFC, right? You you have lost Tom Brady and Russell Wilson, so all you're left with Dallas Cowboys and Dak, Aaron Rodgers. You need Kyler Murray. You want Kyler Murray to be around. He he is a prominent quarterback for your for your television rights. The AFC is loaded. Thank good. Thank God we are not in the AFC where Derek poor Derek Carr poverty with the you know Vegas Raiders. They're clearly the fourth place team in that division. I, I think if you're if you're Fox, you're hoping that this deal gets done because you know the NFC's got to get some games on national TV. Who are you putting on national TV? The Bears, right? The Vikings. The, I mean, I don't know. Their Bears the fan base is probably a little more. Um, you're going to get just more eyeballs. A, yeah, just from a casual watch, like I want to watch elite quarterback play. I'm I'm only seeing really four guys in the NFC, and I'll include Dak with a Rod and Stafford and Kyler that that are driving me to a television. And then there's a bunch of unknowns with Trey Lance and Justin Fields. There are a bunch of teams like Carolina and the Saints and the Commanders now. They're just in quarterback hell. So Ryan puts it well here. Kyler puts AZ in the driver's seat of the NFC West for the future. Top four QB in the NFC potential to be the second best behind Rodgers. I also think 
You're playing the long game with Kime and Cliff and Kyler as you wait out. Of course, now Pete Carroll's, you know, 70 year old sorry ass. I think he'll be gone. Stafford's a ticking time bomb with his bat with his back. He's not young. He's about to be in his mid thirties. That well, and there's going to be some sort of a drop off. You win a Super Bowl. It's like what else? I mean, yeah, right. two Super Bowls would be great. But you already you got what you were after, and then I would think that he's not going to ever play the same. I, I that's and then, and we are a Trey Lance bust pick away from everything exploding in San Francisco. And, I, you know, granted, it was his first start last year, but he did not look good at State Farm Stadium. Just hang out for a little bit, Cardinals. Status quo, for God's sakes, hit on some draft picks. And you have an opportunity now to be a consistent contender and have a presence in the NFC. I, I just I know people want all in Super Bowl, spend everything, do everything to get to win a championship next year. They have done that with Carson Palmer, didn't work out, right, with the Arians regime. Sometimes it's okay to be a consistent playoff threat for five to seven years. That's never happened for this franchise. Uh-oh. Look who it is. Is this our Frank Sanders? It is. Oh, I'm sure it's our Frank Sanders. Frank. tattoo with the small K. All right. Anything last We last. You want to you want to highlight Cheerson? No more Jordan Hicks. He's gone. Canards around. I think Zach Ertz is getting extended here in the next couple of days. Is that does that give you some some goodwill with this Cardinal franchise? You feel good about this franchise right now? I mean, we didn't expect them to really do anything outrageous this offseason. I think he's shore up. You know, I'm still waiting like everybody else is to see what they do with Kyler. But these moves, I feel like the Zach Ertz extension should have been a no-brainer and as surprising as it was um the hicks move needed to happen the canard thing great for depth definitely if he's going to stick around needed to take a pay cut so that's great so um you know small moves heading in the right direction though absolutely the cardinals are getting some breathing room as it relates to the salary cap ahead of nfl free agency which of course it does not begin a week from today. It begins on Monday. The legal tampering period is when deals get done because they're all being negotiated right now, and then they begin to leak out. So next Monday, go phnx.com, PHNX Cardinals Live. We will have live breaking news podcasts, emergency pods, which are my favorite kind of podcasts to do as the Cardinals make their moves, whether they trade a player, acquire a player, cut a player. I think all of it and everything is on the table, but for now, be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review anywhere you get your podcast. Cheerson, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Thanks for having me. All right, you guys, we'll see you tomorrow. PHNX Cardinals Live tomorrow at 3 p.m.